Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to our community of Kensington Unitarians and to our worship this morning. And today we're combining a traditional celebration of the harvest time and the start of the autumn with a more pagan recognition of the autumn equinox. In what is sometimes known as earth-based spirituality, the opening call is oft times made to the four directions and to the energies that they hold. And so we too call to those four directions and open our circle to their gifts. nighttime and winter. Be with us in the darkness, in the time of gestation. Ground us in the wisdom of the changing seasons as we celebrate the spiralling journey of our lives. And I'm lighting our chalice this morning for the one light of the divine that many of us sense shining within all the world's spiritual explorations. And may that one light shine brightly within us this day, that we might warm and strengthen all those we meet. This is a meditation by Richard S. Gilbert called The Poignancy of Living in These Days. I inhale and exhale in regular rhythm, an act so common it never occurs to me to pay attention. And when I do, I am overwhelmed with the wonder of it all. I eat my food as I have done for a thousand, thousand days, a practice so frequent I hardly notice the miraculous million events that happen in my body. And when I do, I am taken with their singular beauty. I greet my loved ones as I have greeted them for years, a habit that I pass off casually until I realize the deep poignancy of greetings and farewells, how precious they are, how they touch deeper feeling chords each time. Whatever age we are, or perhaps sentiment grows in me, or perhaps I am awakening to life, 
in ways transcending my usual semi-awake state of being. The poignancy of living in these days penetrates me, burrows deep into psyche or soul or spirit. I know not what. I only know that I feel things more deeply with the passing years, that the common things of life become uncommon, that the ordinary becomes extraordinary, that the habitual becomes sacred. Bittersweet is the poignancy of living in these days. I awaken myself and bow down in deep gratitude. I don't want to sound like a moaning mini, but we're having trouble with the neighbours. Now, you may not all know that the minister of Essex Church gets to live above the shop. (laughs) Up above the Lindsay Hall next door, there is a two-bedroom flat where I live with my son Daniel. And I tell you, I've got no right to moan because if we tried to live in this area independently, the most we could afford would be a small dog kennel or perhaps a lock-up garage to curl up in at night. And instead, we live in a beautiful flat in a lovely area. Ah, but the (laughs) neighbours. We have had three sets of new neighbours move in in the last few months. And one group in particular is living in a different time frame from the rest of us. (laughs) On more than one occasion, I've had to ask them to shut up at five in the morning when they've been laughing and shouting at one another in the garden. And their garden, with its decking, and with one of those hideous heaters that means that they can stay out there all year round, their decking is about 20 feet from my bedroom window. But in the last month, I feel that I've started to get my own back. I'd made a really big point of asking the neighbours not to make noise after 10 at night or before 8 in the morning. And then the very next Monday, this was in August, um, our Sufi group started to chant much later than usual because it was Ramadan and they had all the library windows open because it was quite warm. I, I don't know if any of you have heard our Sufis chanting. It's, I'm not going to describe it to you. Suffice to say, to those not in the know, it can be quite confusing. And then last Monday, our Jewish synagogue, Beit Klal Israel, celebrated the Jewish uh, New Year, Rosh Hashanah, with the blowing of the shofar, the ram's horn. <laughs> Now, this is the sound said to have demolished the walls of Jericho. (laughs) And having heard it, I know of its powers of demolition. It rang out throughout the neighbourhood. And the next day, I bumped into one of the neighbours, rather fearing a complaint in return. She actually apologised for their noise and then asked anxiously, this trumpet, uh, does this happen every week? (laughs) This is an incredibly long-winded way to connect us with the pagan year. As the Jewish New Year begins, Rosh Hashanah was last um, Sunday evening and Monday, the Celtic uh, traditional year is drawing towards its close through the... Though, in fact, the Earth-based New Year doesn't arrive until Samhain or Halloween at the end of October. Yesterday, 
a brave group of us went out to Richmond Park for an equinox walk. For September the 21st marks the vernal equinox, when day and night are of equal length. And we felt the warmth of the sun, and we felt the chill when the sun went down, and we reveled in the lush greenness of the land and those early signs of autumn on its way. In the pagan wheel of the year, the equinox is is known as Mabon, or Harvest Home. And like a Christian harvest festival, it offers an opportunity to give thanks, as we are doing, for the generous bounty of the earth. It may also be a time to reflect more deeply on the expression of gratitude in our lives, to remind ourselves of life as a gift. The autumn equinox is a time of balance. In ancient times... To people who are closely observing the heavens, the movement of the celestial bodies, it does indeed seem, apparently, as if all stands still for a time. It can perhaps be a useful reminder for us all of the need for balance in our lives. As anyone trying to learn to ride a bicycle or to stand on one leg in a yoga class knows, to find balance is actually to be in constant movement, making tiny adjustments that help to maintain that steady position. So the equinox can be a useful time to take stock and and to consider any adjustments that we might want to make in our lives. We could ask, do we have too much or too little of something in life at present? But it's also a time to rest and relax and congratulate ourselves for our journey so far. For at the autumn equinox in particular, there is that change of pace from the outer busyness of the summer months to the more inward restful time of autumn and winter. Emma Restall All, who's the Joint Chief of the British Druid Order, says of this festival of Mabon, Here we give ourselves time to stop and breathe deeply, to feel the satisfaction of what has been achieved, to start to relax. And as we move towards a more reflective time, we're given an opportunity to let go. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're about to witness the annual falling of the leaves as the dropping temperatures remind them that it is time for them to let go, to float down to earth, where they're slowly going to return to the life-giving compost. I wonder about you, is that image of falling leaves a helpful reminder for you that it's good and necessary at times in life to let go of possessions, of people sometimes, of ideas or habits. There are other images. I wore this brooch today of the dragonfly because I particularly like that very light energy that a dragonfly has as it flits about and how briefly it lives. Some people find the flow of water to be a helpful reminder that we do not need and indeed cannot hold on to everything forever. I like the Jewish ritual of Tashlik, which is performed at Rosh Hashanah in some communities. Tashlik meaning cast away. It's a ritual performed as a physical reminder of the human effort to cast away one's sins by casting crumbs of bread into the water and reciting the verse from Micah. Cast all our sins into the ocean depths. The Jewish community state their intention to return to their true selves. So I wonder what each of us is getting ready to let go of. Are there past mistakes 
we can now forgive ourselves for or forgive others for their errors? Are there practical steps we need to take in order to clear the decks, as they say, just as a gardener clears the ground and leaves it fallow for the earth to be broken down by the winter's frosts and rains? Can we make space so that new growth may emerge in its own good time? And finally, let's consider what it means to name and mark the days of our lives. There really is no need for us in 21st century Britain to hold a harvest festival, to sing old songs about the joy of bringing a harvest home. Few of us have probably grown anything edible to eat this year. I don't know, has anybody grown anything edible? Yes. What have we, what have we, what have we grown? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Cabbages. Oh. Anymore. I didn't grow it, but I brought an apple that comes from a tree that's over 100 years old. Oh, and that's it's, nice. it, it gives out samples one year and rests uh-huh. next year. So this, this is the year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, apple tree. Thank you. Juliet, what do you think? I've been growing capsicums. <laughs> oh, I am impressed. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you grew. Raspberries. raspberries and strawberries. Any more? Any? Yes. Aubergine. Aubergine. Yeah. Mostly flowers, actually, Yes. So actually, we do have green-fingered people with us, but but we're barely touched, are we? For example, by the fact that it's been such a poor harvest this year in, in, for so many crops, not just in this country. I'm impressed if there's an apple tree with an apple on it because I know they have suffered a great deal but yeah <laughs> but apparently around the world you know the harvest has been bad this year because of the rains and there will be an increase in the price of wheat and we might or might not notice depending on our financial circumstances that a loaf of bread will soon cost more now in some ways there is no need for us to mark the days and yet and yet, if you, if you take a look at the um, quotation on the front of today's order of service sheet, it's from the playwright and delightfully named Herb Gardner. <laughs> You've got to own your days, says Herb Gardner. You've got to own your days and name them, each one of them, every one of them, or else the years go right by and none of them belongs to you. I think that tells us something important about our need for celebration and ritual in our lives. For these are the ways that we mark time, and perhaps mark time in community with others. And so I invite you to perhaps take away with you these questions which are on the back of the yellow hymn sheet today. Questions that I thought of for the equinox. That ask us... Are there ways in which your life could feel more balanced at present? What are you grateful for in life? What is ready to be let go of in your life? Does the image of an autumn leaf floating from the tree appeal to you? Or what other images of letting go might be helpful? Or is there more that you would like to do to name and mark the days in life? What celebration or ritual might you plan? And so as we began our service by calling on the four directions, 
May we close by thanking them and bidding them a farewell and closing this sacred circle once more. And the wheel of the world turns ever onwards and our lives are an ongoing process of sowing and reaping, reaping and sowing. And as we sow and we harvest in the fields of our lives, may we never forget that our fields adjoin the fields of others. Our lives are connected to other lives. We do not exist in isolation. Grateful for our own lives, may we be people who, joining with others, find ways to establish a fair harvest for all peoples of the world, weaving a new tapestry of love and justice here on earth for all to enjoy. And may this be so. Amen. Go well, our blessed be.